Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 104 of the Simply Walm podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? Or just a couple of best friends passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, we got the show for you. That's right. If you like to shit your pants and... <laughs> you like to poop your pants and sit in it like a little diaper baby. You've come to the right spot. <laughs> Guess what? You're not alone. Send us an email. <laughs> Simple just, mailbag at gmail.com. Every, every time we do this podcast, we got a diaper full of shit. It's a must-have. I'm, I'm still in my pee pants. <laughs> Plenty of fluids, poop in your drawers, and uh, hopefully a can-do attitude. Can-do. That's right. Uh, this week, we watched the first two episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to talking about that a bit. Uh, obviously, we'll have an incomplete review we're not going to be reviewing the series just what our thoughts are so far mm-hmm. um do have quite a bit of news um some of them smaller stories than others so it'll be a little bit spotty there but okay. we're going to cover the gamut we got some movie news some video game news some video game movie news we got some tv show news okay we're going to be covering the whole spectrum here i mean talking about music or comics but that's about it so we're gonna start off with some light stuff and get pretty quickly into heavier content uh, before we work our way through, okay? I'm here for it. So, we'll start off real fun and, and, and light here. Stardew Valley is getting its, uh, I believe it's last patch. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, it's the 1.6 patch, <clears throat> and it is uh, pretty well, like, kept under the wraps. Like, we don't really know what Concerned Ape has in store. Uh, he's teased us a little bit with, um, like, screenshots and stuff, but nothing major. Um, it's just we know that it's taken him quite a while to work on, and that once he's done with this, which it seems like he's basically done, uh, once he launches this, he's going to go full hog into his other game, The Haunted Chocolatier, hmm. um, which is why I say this is most likely the last major update to Stardew, is because this is basically like, all right, I did this one, now I'm going to go work on that next game. I still have to bring the grandpa back. Yeah. We both do. I just think it's impressive. The, it it has always been just Concerned Ape that's worked on this game. He's yeah. never had other staff or anything like that. Mm-mm. I think he's taken volunteers maybe for like localizing the game as far as like languages. Sure. You know, where, yeah, I'll volunteer to translate everything to Portuguese for, you know, Brazilian Portuguese mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, but beyond that, I believe it's all just been yeah. him, yeah. Uh, which is... That's commitment to the craft. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I believe one of the major things in this that'll kind of help future-proof it to where um, he won't have to do as much upkeep is uh, really bolstering mod support so that the game is much easier to mod without breaking. Uh, and then, you know, that'll let you pretty much enjoy it in perpetuity because you can always change it into whatever you want it to be. Mm. Um, some it- of the... Sorry, go ahead. Make them have sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just all the farm care. All the characters are naked all the time. Um, <laughs> what a weird game to turn it. I'm all sure the farm somebody, animals are in bikinis. I'm sure somebody has. I was going to say, what a weird I game. Would. What a weird game to turn into a, like a sexy game. But I'm sure some eight bit sexy time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you figure they give you characters to romance, so naturally someone was like, "Yeah, they don't." They don't I want to see it. I want to see full penetration. You're like, well, you're fucking ill. Abigail, where you at, girl? <laughs> so, um, the only things that we've really teased uh, out of the features, there are uh, a new farm layout, 
um, an eight-player multiplayer support, which is crazy. Can you imagine having a farm That'd with eight people? That'd be fucking huge. Hats for your pets. Ooh. And potentially an Iridium Scythe uh, as a, a an item. Um, although, like I, like I said, he said he's going to keep it all pretty much under wraps until launch day. So... We'll see what uh, what that holds on March 19th. Well, it's coming up here soon. It'll be here before we know it. A couple weeks, basically. Uh, then I wanted to talk about a weird trailer, uh, or a trailer for a weird game that I think looks pretty dope. Uh, the Kingmakers. That's the trailer that I showed you where it's medieval. Oh. And, you know, the trailer really kind of buries the lead a little bit where it's medieval combat and you're like yeah this is kind of cool you know watching knights fight and all that you know looks like a pretty massive battle and then just a fucking station wagon comes blowing through the crowd and you're like what? Just tearing them up. And they make sure to clarify in the trailer like it's 1496 or what was it like 16? <laughs> yeah. I think it was 1496. England 1489. Yeah and then just a fucking station wagon. <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of pickup truck. Yeah. Just blowing people down. And then, you know, you're like, that was strange. And then the trailer kind of leans back into, okay, here's gameplay of what the medieval combat looks like. And you're like, okay. Okay, okay. Where was the station wagon from? And then you see someone with an AK-47. Yeah. And, like, at one point there's full-on, like, an attack chopper. (laughs) And uh, basically you end up being, it's it's got elements of RTS, it looks like, where you're commanding groups uh, of, of troops and being able to, like, make encampments and things like that. And barracks and such, but then also going down to like a third person action game level of uh, involvement. Being on the field with them. And you're using fucking firearms against armored knights uh, and uh, seeming to be pretty effective. And I don't know what the full premise is, but it, the like taglines that they give you in the trailer are basically like, uh, what was it? Change the past to save the future. Yeah. And with the name Kingmakers, I wonder if it's a case of like, okay, we're going back in time to make sure that like, England doesn't rise in power or something like that. You know, we're going to change the course of who ends up powerful. Right. Uh, but I just love, yeah, seeing helicopters doing strafing runs on <laughs> nights. They've <laughs> never seen anything like that in their life. Yeah. Yeah, there was the pickup truck. But, uh, yeah, and like it seems like there's even some future tech where, like, at one point he punches a group and it looks like there's a shockwave off a gauntlet. <laughs> so I don't know how far in the future you're from, uh, but, I mean, you, obviously you've got time travel technology right. so uh yeah i think that looks it looks like i said silly but funny uh, and, and entertaining uh, is it multiplayer I, no that's what i was trying to read it's got a steam page yeah so on the steam page here it does actually answer our question uh it says go back in time 500 years to medieval england uh, in order to change the course of a bloody war and maybe if you're lucky stave off the apocalypse uh, and it does actually show you like in the future a little bit. Ooh. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then it does mention, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, you, you can team up and co-op up to four people <gasps> in, in total. Big. But the thing that I thought was like, a, Oh wow. I didn't catch that entirely from the trailer. Um, that RTS versus third person mm-hmm. is literally on the fly where like you can be on the ground in third person, touch a button to go out to, RTS and move whole groups of troops and then jump right back into third person. Oh, nice. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you can, uh, the weapons they list, what do they say here? Uh, 
uh, bu- 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 use assault rifles, shotguns, grenade launchers, <laughs> armored SUVs, bikes, attack helos, mm-hmm. airstrikes, and more mm-hmm. to make uh, sure the history-altering goes smoothly. That's right. Whatever it takes. <laughs> just love the We're killing just baby Thanos. Wreaking havoc on medieval people with modern weaponry. Like, how, you're, you're a god. Oh. In their odds. Like, in their eyes, you're a god. Yeah. Just roll up in a chopper. Roll up in the Sri Lanka. <laughs> All right. We got to fucking switch gears here. Sony has announced significant PlayStation layoffs. Um, this was as of Tuesday, the 28th. They announced it. Um, they say that uh, it's going to affect around 900 staff. Uh, or about 8% of the PlayStation workforce. Uh, the layoffs affect a number of PlayStation Studios, which includes Insomniac, Naughty Dog, Gorilla, Fire Sprite, and most significantly, PlayStation's London Studio. Um, and uh, alongside the layoffs, there's been a number of in-development games that have been canceled. Damn. Um, basically, Jim Ryan, who's the currently the boss, but he's on his way out. Um not like because he's being fired or anything, but he's already announced that he's retiring. And he's, yeah. This will be his last year. Um, he issued an update uh, on what he called his div- a difficult day at the company. So his quote says, we have made the extremely hard decision to announce our plan to commence a reduction of our overall headcount globally by about 8% or about 900 people subject to local law and cons- consultation processes. He goes on and says that employees across the globe, including our staffs, will be impacted. Uh, and then, oh, steady, he says, further, uh, these are incredibly talented people who have been part of our uh, success, and we are very grateful for their contributions. However, the industry has changed immensely, and we need to future-ready ourselves to set the business up for what lies ahead. We need to deliver on expectations from developers and gamers and continue to propel future technology and gaming. So we took a step back to ensure we're set up to continue bringing the best gaming experiences to the community. Uh, apparently he sent an email out to the staff this morning and reassured the PlayStation gamers that quote, our plans for reorganizing and streamlining are so we can continue to deliver the best gaming experiences possible. Uh, in the email to the staff, he said, tough decisions have become inevitable. I am inevitable. Inevitable. Um, U S employees will be told today if they still have a job. So that's Tuesday, the 28th. Uh, in the UK, the labor law requires a consultation process for mass layoffs, and apparently because of that, Sony has proposed just shutting down the London studio. Jesus. <clears throat> um, it, so that's the studio that creates uh, their VR games entirely. Um, he didn't confirm this in an email, but it seems likely that London Studios co-op a PlayStation 5 game set in modern fantasy London is cancelled. Um he also announced layoffs at their fellow UK studio fire Sprite, which is working on a new narrative game. The status of that game is unknown. Um, it's uh, he goes on and says that the proposed changes mean that we will enter a period of collective consultation before any final decisions are taken. All employees who are part of the collective consultation will be made aware of the next steps today for those who will be leaving SIE, which is Sony interactive entertainment. You are leaving this company with our deepest respect and appreciation for all your efforts during your tenure. 
I bet it doesn't feel like appreciation. <laughs> For those who will be staying at SIE, we will be saying goodbye to friends and colleagues that we cherish during this process, and this will be painful. Your resilience, sensitivity, and adaptiveness will be critical in the weeks and months to come. This will not be easy, and I'm aware of the impact it will have on well-being. Affected employees will receive support, including severance benefits. While these are challenging times, it is not indicative of a lack of strength of our company, our brand, or our industry. Our goal is to remain agile and adaptable and to continue to focus on delivering the best gaming experiences possible now and in the future. Thank you for your understanding during this difficult time. Please be kind to yourselves and to each other. Okay. So, a lot of companies have kind of posted on Twitter or however they you know communicate with the, the masses, mm-hmm. uh, basically saying like, hey really hard time in the gaming community uh like naughty dog posted a statement saying we are going to be impacted by this um you know we don't know how significantly you know because you know, there's 900 employees that are being affected but we don't know you know it's not going to be an even split some studios right. might get gutted and some studios might have you know a small reduction you know right. and so it's kind of a at this point now the, at the time of recording i'm sure the, the ones in the states that know you know, they, they know. Yeah. Um, and we'll kind of find out over the next while, um, what that really means. But we do know that this kind of goes hand in hand with, um, I mean, you figure we talked last week about the PS five, not anticipating a price decrease, um, you know, and then also talking about that. Apparently the PS five sales kind of under delivered last quarter where they expected going into Christmas, you know, the quarter four of 2023, that for the year they would have hit 25 million sales and they didn't. Um, and apparently going into quarter four, they reduced that estimate to 23 million as like a goal just to kind of try and be a little bit more. And they still didn't reach it. Um, and so like they kind of underperformed there. Another one and, bites the dust. Yeah. And I really, I don't think, I don't think last year they had any console sellers uh, as far as video games. Spider-Man 2 uh, in September. Mm. But beyond that, you know, they didn't really have a, Nothing like a, nuts. Yeah. Um, and I do think that impacted them, I'm sure. It sucks. 900 people can be out of a job. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, that is part of a big business like that, especially when you're a publicly traded company like that. The stakeholders or the shareholders can just say, You're out. Hey, we need uh, your profits are a little low and our dividends are suffering. You need to find that money somewhere. And, you know, in a perfect world, they would pull some loophole or something and make the money happen. But uh, that's just not the world we live in. Um, unfortunately, a lot of companies, the easiest place to pull profit from is the the people, the the wages, uh, you know, either price cuts or, you know, wage cuts or just reduction of staff. Um, and it looks like that's where they're at. Can't stop us all. I agree. Uh, and, you know, again, this also probably i wonder if some of this was taken into account when they mentioned that we wouldn't see any major follow-ups until what was it, april of 2025 that's stupid so that's part of you know, because i bet there were maybe some follow-ups that were canceled or potentially going to be delayed because of a reduction in staff mm, yeah so who knows well hopefully everybody lands on their feet um i mean anytime you see something like this in the gaming community uh, as far as developers and things like that, there's a lot of um, solidarity am- amongst the industry where some other company will pick them up. You know what I mean? They're going to land on their feet where somebody's going to go, oh, you worked for Naughty Dog? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick you up. We'll, we'll, we'll take yeah, you. Come on in, you know. Um, 
But, I mean, it does seem like this is becoming pretty common in the gaming world right now. So, just tough all around. Jumping from ship to ship at this point, it sounds like. So, who knows? But while we're talking about Sony and uh, not being able to spend money, Mark Wahlberg's been told to prep for Uncharted 2 and to start growing his mustache. He said that the script is done. Um, He says, actually, I got a call today that they got the script in. I can't grow a real beard and mustache, but they said start growing your mustache. It's going to take a while. I'd be interested to see what the story is like and where that adventure takes us, but I'm excited. I know audiences really love the first one, so we'll see. It did do well commercially. It made its money back. It was all right. It was and good. We, yeah, we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't feel the most uncharted, but as no. far as just an adventure movie, we had a good time good. watching it. It was good. Um, but yeah, so I do think it's, yeah, yeah cool. Um, I know that, uh, let's see here. In December, uh, old Marky Mark said that, uh, he says, I've heard lots of different ideas talking about the script. I know somebody's written a script and they're still working on it, and it would consist of having the mustache the whole entire time, which completely makes sense. Obviously, in that final scene, I have the mustache, and the character has the mustache. Uh, but I love that he's like, I can't grow a mustache, so I'm going to either have to figure something out or just wear a fake mustache. <laughs> For, I hope it's just a phony mustache. For potentially months, you know, depending on how long the shoot is. <laughs> he just actually, actually gets it sewed into his face. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, basically, it's like extensions. <laughs> he grows the weakest mustache he can, and they just weave it in. <laughs> they thread it in. Um, but, yeah, so I think yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We'll take a poke at it. Um, My tooth fell out. That fucking killed me. Uh, speaking of video game movies, we got all the old Borderlands movie trailer. Um, it was fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I it, don't really play Borderlands, so I don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had a... It did feel a little Borderlands-y, um, but some of the quippiness really didn't translate well, I don't feel. Mm. You know, it came off a little cringy in live action. Yeah. Um, but I also haven't played Borderlands in a long time, so maybe it, you know... Maybe the game is the same way for me now. I don't know. Um, I did like Jack Black as Claptrap. His what you know it didn't sound. I, don't think, I didn't think that was bad. I think that was a yeah. good, good choice. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like Jack Black, you know. Right. I mean, there were times where you're like, yeah, that is Jack Black, but you could tell that he's putting on a a voice for Claptrap rather yeah. than just being <laughs> old Jack Black. <laughs> you know, it's not a it's a me. Peaches, peaches, Mario. peaches, peaches, peaches. Um. It did, yeah, and even the, the article that I was reading earlier uh, kind of made the comparison that I was like, yes, that is exactly what it was. Real Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. You know, the trailer kind of had, like... I was like, picking up on that. The trailer kind of had a vibe of, like, hey, did you guys see 2015's Guardians of the Galaxy? And, uh, yeah, yeah, we did. I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy or even the newer The Suicide Squad. Yeah, which was directed by James Gunn. Who directed Guardians of the Galaxy? It's true. Oh shit! It's all connecting. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brains are swollen <laughs> with knowledge. But yeah, definitely some big Guardians, uh, big Guardians energy, uh, big gun energy. There we B-G-E. go. BGE. BGE. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna see all kinds. Of, I couldn't get a vibe on like. <sighs> Who the villain is? I don't. I don't remember the villain of the first game. I don't even know if I finished the first game, or if I ended up. I know that I fully beat part two, Borderlands two, 
with Handsome Jack, but that was definitely not Handsome Jack in this. Yeah, I'm not sure. I played the first one, which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed Borderlands 2. I didn't play the pre-sequel much because I didn't enjoy it. Um, and then I did not play Borderlands 3. But I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. It didn't totally turn me off of it. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, Jesus. But I'm also not like, yo, sign me up. So we'll let more trailers come out and kind of get a vibe. Borderlands 3 looks like a wiener. What'd you call me? The logo uh, that says the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, allegedly, uh, Avengers King Dynasty is getting a new title to either minimize or completely remove Kang from the MCU. Uh, you know, where they're just like, yeah, we're just not gonna... Which kind of goes against what we'd heard. We've been hearing a lot of reports yeah. of, uh, you know, casting calls for, for recasting. And that may have been the plan. And then they just couldn't make something work or, you know, it didn't feel right. And they're like, ah, I think we just gotta scrap it. But, like, you had to counsel a Kangs at the end of Quantumania and to then just go, psych, not doing that. Like, yeah. Jonathan Majors really, really threw a fucking wrench in their goddamn plans. Damn. You don't think they'll ever take him back? No. He was found guilty of yeah. assault. Yeah, that's true. He is, uh, he is blackballed. OJ was innocent. What'd you say? <laughs> OJ was innocent. That's how they found him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he attempted to put a glove on poorly and went, like, stuck his tongue out and went, eh, 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 I don't know, it doesn't fit. And then went, And then you oh, got shit. fucking Johnny Cochran out there being like, hey, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Straight up, that was the... Yeah. And, and they were like, oh, damn it, they're right. <laughs> Which... I saw a TikTok actually about this today, I think, and it was a guy that writes crime novels and, like, researches true crimes. Okay. okay. And he's decided that if you're ever going to commit a crime, the way to get away with it isn't to, like, not get caught, right? Because that's hard to do. Sure. You just have to make it so that a jury won't convict you, and then you still got away with it, right? Yeah. And he says, so what you do is... You buy a too small glove, and then whenever you commit the murder, you just drop the glove. And then in, in jury trial, you just go put the glove on. And you, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And then the jury's got to be like, shit, he didn't oh, do it. Oh, shit. No, it's not him. Well, shit. Next next suspect. Yeah, not him. And I was like, that's, that's not bad. Um, also, I did, speaking about Jonathan Majors being a fuckhead, uh, fucking Tom Hiddleston was receiving award an award for his performance as Loki, mm-hmm. and he was thanking all his co-stars. Um, you know, you think Owen Wilson, and um, I can't think of the actress that plays Sylvie. Um, and he, he's listing off all these people, you know, Kihi Kwan, uh, and then he's like, he does not say Jonathan Majors once. <laughs> it's like, oop. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> you fucking tool. That's what you get for smacking people around. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, we're hearing a lot of rumbles that uh, from semi-reliable uh, leakers. Yeah, we got a guy on the inside. Yeah, we know some folks that know some folks that are related yeah, to some a, folks. We know a couple journalists. Uh, no, uh, some you know Twitter 
fucking users mm-hmm. who are, like I said, have been active in the past. They're pretty reliable. Yeah, they're they, saying that... They got their own Discord server. Yeah, they're the full thing. <laughs> they're saying that, uh, what's his nuts, Henry Cavill mm-hmm. uh, has been... He's finished talks with Marvel and that he's been cast in a role. Um, and that it's allegedly not Captain Britain, which a bunch of people have been suggesting. Mm-hmm. Which does feel a little on the nose. Yeah. You know? Uh, but a lot of people have been suggesting that, uh, and according, including some of these leakers, that it is either uh, it's an, an X-Men character, likely Cyclops or uh, Wolverine. And I think of the two, he's a little big for Wolverine if they want to go more true to the comic and the cartoon. Yeah. He's a little tall. But I could see him being Cyclops. Cyclops you put the visor on, yeah. he's got the jawline for a masked, or, you know, to have part of his face hidden and still have a strong presence. That'd be goofy because uh, Cyclops isn't like a ripped dude. He's a I bit mean, he's a bit thinner. I mean, he's still athletic. No, yeah, he is. You yeah. know, yeah. and you know, maybe uh, Henry Cavill takes that as an excuse to just not be jacked. That's true. You know, he can still be fit and lean, but he doesn't have to be like absolutely ripped for a shirtless scene. That's true. Or alternatively, Disney will be like, here's some steroids and a personal trainer and a nutritionist. Uh, your job is to be in the gym for the next six months. And he'll be like, I bet. All right, sounds good. Same old, yeah. same old. Yeah, and we'll pay you millions of dollars to do it. God, I wish. I like uh, Rob McElhenney, who plays um, Mac in Always Sunny. Yeah. You know, he went from Fat Mac to Rip Mac. Mm-hmm. And he made a fucking Instagram post when he debuted his, like, sick bod, you know? And... He didn't mention the steroids, you know, because that's always a, uh, you know, I'll say a poorly kept Hollywood secret, right, where it's common knowledge, but nobody says it out loud, right? you know, but he basically made a satirical post of like, I got this body and it was so easy. All I had to do was, and then he listed off all these things of like, I had a company agree to spend all this money on a nutritionist and a trainer and i didn't have a day job my day job was mm-hmm. be in the gym three times a day and i was eating six high calorie meals a day that were already prepared for me by a personal you know chef and he's like that's all it is that's how easy it is to get ripped like this guys i don't know why everybody's making a big deal out of it you know trying to prove that like this body is not attainable right in a in a re in a reasonable sense yeah you can get this body but Here's what you got to do. It's not worth living to have that body. Yeah, right. Um, Harry Potter, that TV series that they're redoing. Okay. It's going to apparently make its debut on Max in 2026 is their estimate. That's their their goal. That's what they're shooting for. So we got some time still. Yeah, we got a few years. uh, Well, a couple years. That's crazy. That's two years off. Yeesh. Yeesh. Um, and this is after some delays related to the strikes and all that and working out deals and stuff. Um, let's see here. Old David Zaslov, our main homie who runs uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, says we've not main been sh- our main hombre says we've not been shy about our excitement around Harry Potter. The last film was made more than a dozen years ago. I do like that they just don't count the Fantastic Beast movies as Harry Potter movies, mm. which is wise. I wouldn't either. They're bad movies. Very bad. Uh, the first one was fine. Yeah. Was fine, and it was the best one. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, he says the last film was made more than a dozen years ago. I was in London a few weeks ago with Casey. Uh, 
The last name is Bloys, chairman and CEO of HBO and Max Content. Uh, and Channing uh, Dungy, Dungy, he's the chairman and CEO of Warner Brothers Television Group. Uh, and we spent some real time with J.K. Rowling and her team. Both sides are thrilled to be reigniting this franchise. Our conversations were great, and we couldn't be more excited about what's ahead. We can't wait to share a decade of new stories with fans around the world on Max. We're aiming for a debut in 2026. Uh, the only gripe, well, it's not the only gripe, but there's a few gripes with old J.K. Rowling being involved again. Is are you really are they going to find anything new to do? Is my kind of you know yeah. she was heavily involved in the movies, you know. She wrote the books. I mean, well, maybe let's have somebody else take a crack at it. You know, someone else who's not transphobic. I was gonna say yeah. Uh, you know, not a controversial figure, you know, with terrible views. Yeesh. And who in- insists on doubling down as well? Like, like she's always like, what's that? You don't like that thing I said? What well, if I said something one. worse? <laughs> let's buy that one and another one. Yeah. It's like, oh man, you used to live in your car and now you fucking got billions of dollars and all of a sudden you don't have to fear the masses. You always do. But, uh, yeah, so who knows? I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it, but because uh, I have no spine, <laughs> I I will talk a big game, but I will crumble like a cookie. Uh, last mm. little bit of TV news here: uh, the show Beef with old Stephen Yun yeah. um, and Ali Wong mm-hmm. is getting a sequel season. Um, it sounds like they're doing it uh, anthology anthology style, uh, where it'll follow new people okay. having uh having their own beef um and it's apparently going to be a double <laughs> I'm sort of double team uh, it's going to be a double up where it's going to be two couples feuding um and one of the couples is going to be played by Charles Melton and Kaylee Spaney who I don't recognize their names uh offhand um Charles Melton's apparently from Riverdale and Kaylee Spaney was in the movie Priscilla and then the movie Bad Times at the El Royale um, which I I didn't see either of those, um, so I'm not sure. But the other couple would include Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway, Ooh. Um, which they've played an on-screen couple before, um, and they're both really strong actors, especially at, like, yeah. they both do angry and uh, unstable well. Um, yeah. And so I'd really like to see them be, like, if it follows the same premise, or like beef is basically about two people who are really poorly adjusted, yeah, uh, who come from two totally different walks of life, and then kind of learn a lesson of you know what we're not so different, you and I <laughs> come you know? from the same cloth, yeah. And uh, it is actually a pretty, it's a really good show. Like there's actually a moment in it. It is a comedy most of the time, but yep. um, it does get kind of heavier, serious at times. Where like, especially with like Stephen Yun's in a really pretty awful situation and like his parents are korean immigrants and i think they still live in korea where they'd move back and so he's really trying to make them proud and they're just always more interested in how's your brother doing you know yeah and it's like come on man i've seen clips on tiktok and stuff like that and it does always of uh like there was one where his brother like did something but mm-hmm. he got in like thrown in jail for it his cousin cousin yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, Ali Wong, you know, it's like she's got a really rough marriage, and you know, she's kind of been successful and isn't happy still, you know. And it's kind of that thing of like, 
well, I got the thing and I thought I'd be happy once I got it. And now I got it and I'm still unhappy, which can be deeply terrifying because it's like, well, what does that mean about me? Am I just doomed to be unhappy? You know, it's like, oh, golly, you know, (laughs) and uh, like there's one scene in particular where like Stephen Yun's really struggling with his anger and he goes to church to like rip off the church and ends up staying for service and they're singing, you know, doing hymns and stuff. And he like has a really emotional, like a quiet breakdown effectively, you know, where he's testifying a little, he's got his hands in the air like everybody else. And he's singing the songs and just starts sobbing. And it's one of those things where it's like, he just needed, you know, he needed this. And it's yeah. one of those where like, if somebody was like, Are you all right, man, he's like, I guess I just needed to cry, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're just a ball of rage, which probably does come from a place of sadness, you know? Um, the most depressing thing is the very beginning of the movie or of the show. He's trying to return like four of these, uh, gas stoves okay. and they're like, or, you know, gas grills. And they're like, all right, buddy, you keep buying and returning these things. What's the deal here? And he's like, ah, you know, just indecisive or something like that. You know, he's been buying these gas stoves and a carbon monoxide detector so that he can close himself in his apartment, like his bedroom turn on and light all the stoves and he has the carbon monoxide detectors that he knows when it's at a lethal level because he's trying to kill himself but he keeps returning them because he chickens out jesus and you're like oh my god this guy is not well no and uh yeah it's actually a very good show uh people should should peep it Uh, it's from netflix and a24 and apparently they already have scripts ready to get season two into production by late summer or early fall Hmm. of this year uh, and that's the last bit of news I had for you. Quite a bit of news, but uh, I figure we're not going to have a ton to say about uh, Avatar since we've mm, only watched yeah. the first two episodes. Um, where do you want to start, man? It all started when, when I was born. the Fire Nation attacked. Oh. And when we needed them most, the Avatar disappeared. Nickelodeon's. <laughs> yeah, Nick- Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. They do say is like they did it, you know, very early on in the first episode where like he's the last airbender and you know, I both looked at each other and like they said it. They said it. It's the last airbender. <laughs> yeah. And I said the next time she sees him, she's like, he's not just the last airbender because <laughs> that's kind of what she says. She says yeah. he's not just the last airbender. He's the avatar, you know. But I said, he's not just the last airbender. He's Nickelodeon's avatar, the last airbender. (laughs) So then every time we saw him and somebody mentioned the avatar, we were just like, oh, my God, that's Nickelodeon's avatar, the last airbender. Uh, The acting is pretty spotty. Yeah, there are times where it's good. Like Uncle Iroh. Uncle Iroh's good. It's good. Um, Zuko so far hasn't been terrible. Yeah. I mean, he plays like a, a a whiny kid playing soldier. Yeah. You know? So there are times where you're like, yeesh, but you're like, well, that's, that's what, that's the appropriate response. Yeah, that's how he should be. Eng's all right. Yeah. There are times where I think he looks like Murr from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> you said that last night and I could not stop giggling. It was because so you're funny. Like, Fuck, now, he, now it's all I see. Yeah. And it's like, is it just because they're bald? <laughs> but it's also their eyes. They're like their brows. Yeah, it's the thick it's, brows. It's, it's the, the brow. caterpillars. Because I had that thought. I'm like, just all bald men look like, if they have no facial hair, they just all look like him. But, uh, no. Uh, 
Eng's acting, I think, is the poorest sometimes, but I also think he's also the youngest cast member, you know, presumably because he's the youngest character. Right. And you run the risk of, I mean, he 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 doesn't have the experience yet. He doesn't know how to be a good actor yet. Yeah. You know, it's hard to find a good, like, I think of like Jacob Tremblay from Room, who yeah. plays the the young boy when with Brugger Larson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was like nine when they made that movie. That Eight. was really good. And he's really good in that movie. Um, but that's rare. You don't see a child actor that's mm-hmm. like putting up Oscar work uh, very often. But um, Did he get an Oscar for it? No. Uh, the movie got nominated. Brie Larson got nominated. I don't think he got nominated, but he was one that was like in the top. Like everybody was like, she should have got a nomination. Right. Um, and he really doesn't do much movies anymore. Jacob Tremblay. Or maybe I just haven't seen what he's working on. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to be a kid. He was focused on school and stuff. Since he didn't get the gold, he said, fuck it. You know, fuck this shit. I'm out. If you ain't first, you're last. Deuce, deuce. Um, I did think it was interesting that they showed us the Fire Nation attacking. Um, You know, they just didn't didn't just drop us in with uh, Sokka and Katara um, like the show does. Mm-mm. Or the you know, the animated show. Yeah, there's a bit of a prequel for it. Yeah, the whole mo a big chunk of the first episode is um, seeing Aang in the fire or in the Airbender uh, temple, you know, the Nomad temple there, um, leading up to the attack. Um, fucking Appa and uh, what's his name Momo. Mm-hmm. They don't look bad. No, I was gonna say I think Appa looks really good. Yeah. Uh, the, they're pretty insignificant to the story so far, though. Yeah, I mean, Appa's effectively a, a ride. Yeah. You know, and Momo's basically there for a gag. Yeah. Um, I did like, so far, I, like, the, the bending doesn't seem odd. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't seen any bending where I'm like, okay, all right. What but, the fuck is this? Or, like, I think of the, uh, the live-action movie... Um, there's like, all right, are they, they're hardcore doing like a dance battle in the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just dance. Yeah. Whereas, or yeah, it's like, what's it uh step up, you know, <laughs> whereas this feels much more like martial, an extension of martial arts. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't just look like people casting magic, you know, where they might be doing like a spin kick and the spin kick has fire involved right. and you know, things like that. Um, or a drop kick that also has like a big boulder flying with yeah, it. Yeah, and so it does feel more martial arty, which is good. Yeah. Um, what are your gripes? I think the character development. Uh, I think Katara and Aang, especially in the beginning when she's sitting here practicing uh, her water bending, water bending, and she just presumably can't make the full sphere, and then Aang just strolls up and goes. I believe in you. I think you can do it. Yeah, you just got to stop trying. And she's like, but. And he goes, find balance. And she goes, and makes it perfect. And, and then, then very quickly brings an entire wave of water up out of the ocean to save them. Correct. And is just very, like, we don't see any character development for that. Um, So it's just kind of like a, oh, I guess that's she a She couldn't thing, do though. it, but now she can because we needed her to. Right. Uh, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. And I, I, the part that I'm struggling with is I, it's been a long, long time. I've never rewatched Avatar. Mm-hmm. I just watched it live while it was on Nickelodeon. 
Um, you know, and then, like when they had reruns and stuff too, but I haven't rewatched it. So I don't remember like, was that a flaw in the animation too? You know what I mean? Was that, uh, you know, is that how it went in the, the animated? I don't no, remember. I don't think so. But, um, I don't know. Uh, it's, I think it's kind of falling in the same place as like the, um, the Borderlands trailer did for me as far as like, uh, I'm not sold yet, yeah. but I'm also not like, well, that was garbage. Mm. I'm done. Uh, I I didn't feel compelled to continue watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, for me, I guess it's just like with the lack of continuity to it, like I just feel like it's going to continuously jump around. And it's gonna skip either skip over such highlight or such high level moments in the show that they shouldn't skip. Yeah. Or they're not going to give it enough time. They're gonna to try to cram it all back into one. Yeah. And that's a problem that they face. Yeah. Well, and I was kind of talking about this. I went with my father. He didn't watch the shows. We were just talking about mm-hmm. um, adaptations in general. When you adapt a story like this, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you either feel like you have to make a copy of the original, which at that point, just watch the original, yeah. or you make changes and then people aren't happy with the changes. You know what I mean? Because it's not the original. Yeah, but I mean, if you're doing something like that's animated and moving it to a live action, just do the original. It just gives it a new look. Yeah. But then is that worth the time and the money? I mean, if the goal is to have it as the same, yes. Right, but I'm saying I don't know that that is the right goal to have. If you're like, what if we just do the exact same thing again? Mm. I mean, look at The Last of Us. They changed it for the better, I think. They were able to improve on it. Now, granted, that's a different medium. They adapted a game to a, a to a show. Right. Where they couldn't use gameplay to give experiences, you know, so they had to adjust to go, okay, well, how do we flush this out now? How do we fill in that space? Um, You know, and so I guess, I don't know. I mean, also, I guess the the double there would be, in animation, they had like 20 episode seasons, presumably, uh, versus they're doing this in eight, I believe. So, if they're doing the whole first book in eight episodes. eight episodes, that's a lot they're cramming in. Yeah. They're going to have to shed some, you know, some of the fat. I just want to see the Earth Kingdom. It yeah. looked dope. Dope as fuck. I want to see Toph. Uh, but we don't see Toph. We don't see her until the second book, I think. I want to see them toes. Hmm? Huh? <laughs> trying to see them ground grippers, you know what I'm saying? Grabbers. <laughs> Grouchers. I saw a lot of reviews that were really harsh on it. But mm. I, that so far, I don't feel like I agree. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not over here like, yo, this was gas. But yeah. I'm also not like, like one of the reasons I saw said that uh, Avatar, that the the live action series, um, I forget how exactly they phrase it, but basically that the the 2010 movie was better only because it's shorter. You know, it doesn't, you know, it, it, 
it takes well, less time. That's like, one way to look at it. Oof, you know, it's at least merciful in its runtime. I think the new one's better than the 2010 one. So far, sure. yeah. For sure. The 2010 one was so obnoxious, Bad. like immediately because of the pronunciations and things like that. It was tough. You know, calling him Ong instead of Ang and... I was, like, I was like, oh my god. And that was annoying the whole time. Because every time they're like, Ong, you're like, it's Ang. It is Ang. It goes by Ang. It's fucking Ang. Uh, you know. And in that one, they were like, all right, how do we get the entire first season of this show into a 90-minute movie? Because you know? then we'll make a second one and a third one. Yeah, and then it was so bad that they didn't. Mm-mm. And it had a really bad 3D conversion. Yeah, I remember, what was it, when they tried to do the wall of water Yeah, over, like, the wall? Not good. That was bad. I don't know. I just don't have much to say about it. No, I really don't either. I did think it was pretty dope when he got to commune with the the past Avatar. Mm-hmm. And she took over his body for a bit to, like, show him, here's what it's like to be the motherfucking Avatar. Yeah, she was what brute strength is. Yeah. She was cleaning up, dude. Cleaning up. Stepped on me. Stepped on me. This guy's dancing on me. <laughs> He's dancing on me. Look at this. Broken, broken, gone, gone, broken, broken. Dude, yeah. she's fucking him up. Yeah. Like, at one point, I was like, God, what, how terrifying. When she's using... And she's using, got her glowing eyes. Yeah, when she was using the water and she, like, grabbed the people by the ankles and pulled yeah. them into a tornado of a fire. fire. Uh, we were like, holy oh my shit. God. That is awful. Yeesh. <laughs> that is fucking horrifying. And then it's just basically, they're all like, all right, well, we got to fall out. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, I'm all right, out. Right, good. That worked. I was, I was really hoping <laughs> they'd back down. But uh, I don't really have much more. Got to love it with you. No, I mean, we'll keep watching it. We'll give them more of our thoughts. But we just wanted to mainly do like the premiere and yeah. what our first initial thoughts were while it's still hot off the press. Yeah, still toasty. Still toasty. Like our little titsy toes. My toes are barking. Crusty. I got a bad infected toenail. Ooh, do you? Yeah, it's real nasty. It's all covered in pus. Are you fucking with me right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, my dogs are good. My dogs are clean. I bathe them every day. Yeah, I got the rabies collar on them. <laughs> got, the, got the flea collar on them. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what, uh, what you been thinking about, baby? I've been working a lot, man. Yep. There's a conspiracy going around that... <laughs> the Jews faked the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> OJ's not innocent. Yeah, a little birdie told me. No, but apparently for $500,000 you can go out to Nevada for a year... And NASA's paying people to basically live in this 3D printed home that's going to go under the weather conditions that Mars would have. And you're supposed to observe the house, watch the house, report like what damages are done, fix the damages, and basically try to see if you can survive. Mm-hmm. But the only downfall is like you basically, like it is a high intensity training module. Right. So you lose connection with everyone. Yeah. So you're kind of MIA for a year. For 500K, I'd do it. Yeah, I'd let you know. I let my, the important people know in advance. Down, hey, I'd say, hey, I'm going to be gone for a year. I'm going to be off grid for hold it down two weeks. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah, hold it down. I'll be different, but I'll be back. And then also, I get to help out with space stuff. I so. could be changed. There's no way that experience doesn't change you. I'd just be more more self sufficient. 
Maybe. Just be stronger, better, better. faster, stronger. You said stronger twice. <laughs> I'd be stronger, better, faster, <laughs> stronger. <laughs> there, is no, sure the, there is no tooth fairy. There is no Easter bunny. And there is no Queen of England. <laughs> like, wait. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but so, yeah. And that's a. Something you can do, and I just, I think... So wait, where's the conspiracy theory? So yeah, the conspiracy theory behind it, well, <laughs> like, here's this leading up to theory. it, leading up to here's it. Here's the facts. Um, people are curious on why, why out of the blue are they so interested in Mars, and it's because of like the water that they're finding there, but they're actually curious, what they're not telling us is they're drilling holes to see if there's any alien life form that live in the planet hmm. and they think they'd be more so kind of like a worm not like dune worm right but just, like earthworms yeah well you figure i mean it's not a terrible idea when we've found groundwater mm-hmm. uh, on mars i mean all we know about life that's why a lot of times you'll hear biologists and scientists use that asterisk or that caveat of like life as we know it because we're willing to accept that there may be a silicon based life form out there that we just don't know about but all we know is every life form that we've ever come across is carbon based it's based in carbon it needs a few things to live yeah uh oxygen is one of them you know whether it gains oxygen from the water through its gills or if it does it through respiration from the lung. Either way, it's got to respirate. Yeah. And um, water tends to be one of those things that we know life needs. Um, and so. Especially when we're the water. water. So if we see water, by golly, we're going to check. Mm-hmm. Because if it's going to be anywhere on a, a desert planet, it's it'll be, be near there. the water. And I wouldn't be surprised if we found microorganisms. Oh, I mean, I definitely figure we would find <clears throat> bacteria at least. Or something similar, mm-hmm. um, which honestly is a scary concept of like an alien virus or an alien bacteria. The idea of alien bacteria is what scares me. The idea of, I mean, I think there's two scary possibilities there. One would be, well, it's alien. So our bodies have zero immunity to this virus or this bacteria, right? Mm-hmm. Or... What if we go out there and we find fucking, like, strep? You know what I mean? And it's like, wait a minute, what are the odds of that, yeah. right? We already know what this is. That that raises a ton of questions, you know, hmm. of finding... I mean, I it'd never be, even thought about it like that. It'd be the same thing of, like... I say it'd be the same thing. On a much smaller scale, it'd be the same thing as finding a human out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's one thing for us to find alien life. It's another thing for us to go, these are us. Yeah. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that'd be pretty spooky to find bacteria that we know. Mm-hmm. That'd be like a what? I'd be fucking going to Mars. Dying. What about yeah. you? What are you even thinking about? <laughs> it's just really. I'd be going to Mars. Dying. What are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> Like eyes all rolling around in your head, all sleepy. Uh, we are recording this at like one in the morning because yeah. Chris worked 
like a fucking 14 hour day. <laughs> what about you? What have you been thinking about? <sighs> rib meat. Rib meat. Now, I've been thinking about Rim World. Yeah. Like straight up. I've been thinking about Dr. House. I was, I was binge watching some house today. Dude, house is good as fuck. Yeah. Like, I'd be watching it. Yeah, House is good as fuck. It's on the old Hulu's. I've also been rewatching Game of Thrones with my mom. Okay. Not rewatching it with my mom. I'm rewatching it. She's never seen it. Mm-hmm. So I've just been doing a lot of media consumption, you know what I'm saying? I need to watch Game of Thrones still. Yeah, it's on Max. I know. I need to get on it. Yeah? Yeah, I always hear it's so good. I always hear the ending sucks, but I hear that it's... Well, you told me that the yeah. show's still worth an, it enough to watch it. Yeah. Even I could see myself watching it up to season seven or eight and then being like, all, all right. right, I know mm. where this is going. You know what I mean? I got through the stuff that I liked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That wasn't bad either. Um, I haven't been thinking about Breaking Bad lately. I'm always thinking about Breaking Bad. Yeah, but thinking like, much specifically? Watching it. Oh, I haven't. I used to do like a damn near annual rewatch. I see, I remember that you haven't done it in a while. Uh, you have your been, barrel. It's been you, yeah, yeah. I got all the discs, but uh, yeah, I haven't watched it in a a moment. I don't think I've watched it since we watched it for. I didn't say. I think it's been Grand, uh, not Grand Torino, fucking uh, El Camino. Mm-hmm. So that would have been like 2019. Yeah, when El Camino first came out, because we sat there for the midnight drop. Yep. It didn't come out until four in the morning. Yeah, because it was fucking Western time. Well, yeah, right. I was so Pacific fucking time. pissed. Yeah, yeah, because we like binged it up until like we made it. Yeah, we did the we math. Finished the series. It was like, like we an had an hour to spare, like yeah. less than an hour. And we're like, my god, this is excellent. That sucked. And then yeah, it would, didn't work out like we thought it would. And then we're like, we're not waiting. Let's go to bed. Let's go to bed and we'll watch it in the morning, which yeah. is what we did. It's good times, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta finish Better Call Saul. I do too. Um, I'm trying to think about like what are TV shows that either have been popular and I just haven't watched, or like oh I've I've, I've always told myself I'm gonna watch that and I need to. And I don't even know. I know that like Beef was one of them, and then you know Morgan and I watched that one, so I was like, all right, we can tick that off. Um, Shogun apparently is gas really yeah it's okay. got like a hundred percent of rotten tomatoes from the critics okay and yeah they're like talking about it as if it's like this is the the most i think the the like blurb that i saw was like it's the most transportative series since game of thrones as far as like totally putting you in this this world this is the reincarnation of jesus yeah and i'm like because we watched the trailer and we're like, I don't know. It looked fine. It looked all right. Uh, but yeah, apparently it is gas. Okay. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I got to peep that. It's on, F- on Hulu. We'll take Through a look. FX. Yeah, we'll take a little peek, see? Um, oh, I know exactly what I've been thinking about. What's that? Uh, so do you remember the internet videos, Marcel the Shell with shoes on? Mm-mm. No? It's a little stop motion shell and they put a little googly oh, eye on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And it talks like this. Yeah. Uh... They made a full, A24 made a full length movie of Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Mm-hmm. Much more like heartwarming and somewhat emotional 
than you would expect from it. Okay. Uh, but they kind of expanded on, like, it's a little bit meta, where the movie is the guy making the documentary videos. Because, you know, all the stop motion videos were kind of filmed as if this guy's doing a, an interview with Marcel the Shell. Okay. And this movie is that guy. It's almost like a making of that documentary. Okay. Kind of get to see them interacting. And, like, the house is empty. And so, like, Marcel's talking about how, like, she used to, or he used to have his family. Uh, and like now it's just he and his grandma and trying to find his family. And like, there's this weird moment. It kind of had a, 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 an inside vibe for a moment where like the one, their videos get uploaded to YouTube and start to pop off. He's showing Marcel like, dude, check this out. 22 million people have watched this, you know? And Marcel's like, that's amazing, you know? And there's all these people commenting and posting memes and stuff. And Marcel's really flattered. And it's like, it's a community. Like, I haven't had community in a long time, you know? And then Marcel's like, this community can help me find my family that's gone missing. And so he, like, posts a live stream or, like, you know, a, a VOD or whatever of, like, hey, help me find my family. And the comments are super like, no, no, not even that. They're just like, love you, Marcel. Marcel, you're great. Love this. Keep it coming. Things like that. And there's not, there's no, it's not a dialogue. Right. And Marcel says, this isn't a community at all. It's an audience, you know? And it's like, that's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, that did kind of make me think, like I said, some of the similar vibes of like inside of Mm -hmm. what it means to have an audience, you know? And that, yeah, that does not replace interaction because it is very one-sided. And I was like, I wasn't expecting this from a fucking stop-motion shell. Why am I crying? Yeah, and then talking about, like, (laughs) you know, just the family going missing and the things that you're like, my God, this is is tough, man. Uh, I haven't finished it. It's on Netflix, and I was like, I gotta finish this movie. This is hard to digest. Yeah, well, and it was like dinner was ready, and I was like, right, yeah. I gotta put this on pause. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> I'm back to circle around it. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back to see you. But uh, I think that's all I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. You got anything else to add? That'll be it from me, boss. Well, folks, uh, we appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that if you did like this, you share it and with your friends and your pals and your buddies and your family. You give it to your moms and your pops, you know. Your sisters. Your brothers. Your grannies. Your pappies. Your dog. And even your cats and hamsters. Your mother. <laughs> your mama. Your mama. Ah, <laughs> uh, you mad. You mad. Uh, yeah, straight up, no. So tell everybody. And then uh, make sure you're giving us a review. Mm-hmm. You know, five stars and all that good stuff. That way, uh, you know, we know you like it. Yep. Um, and I also want to make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing. And, you know, and or subscribing on your audio streaming service of choice. Uh, that way you're getting notified when we post new episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesdays, we don't guarantee any time. But as long as it comes out on Wednesday, we call that a success. So, That's a success to me. Uh, make sure you're doing that. Chris, if people had... Uh, thoughts on avatar or any of the news stories we talked yeah. about if they want to go to mars would, yeah you uh, could always uh, talk to us about that let us know your thoughts your critiques on the show or like uh colin was saying there uh the whole event about mars if you had any more information or any other conspiracies about it you can definitely take a look at our socials our youtube instagram facebook is simply one podcast our twitter is whelmed underscore simply 
And then uh, always our Gmail is simply one mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. Every day, baby. Every day. 24 7, baby. 24 8. Mm hmm. <laughs> 24-7, and then some. And a little extra. Another one. one uh, another one. So where are you getting the another extra? Another one. <laughs> Fucking DJ Khaled. I He's a that, walking meme. I love that he bitched out on uh, Hot Ones after like six wings. Did he really? Oh, yeah. And then tried to basically say like, this doesn't mean I'm quitting though. And John was like, the straight, yes, this, it is, does. this is exactly quitting. Like, I don't know what you're... <laughs> Like, this is the definite, like, you gave yes, up. You're quitting. Yeah. The goal was to do 10, and you said, I won't. <laughs> I, that is quitting. DJ Kyle's like, I ain't a quitter. And he's like, all but, right. All right, man. All right. <laughs> so then it just turned into Sean eating spicy wings and asking DJ Kyle <laughs> questions. <laughs> but anyways, next week's the big one, baby. That's right. Dune part two. Oh, yeah. We're going to go get the Dunosi popcorn the The, the sandwormosi. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up, I did want to mention <laughs> fucking Madam Web. Domestically, still sitting around 35 mil. How much that cost to make 90? 80 mil. Now, granted, that was domestic number. I don't know what the international... Do we want to do a quick check? Yeah. See how bad this thing's doing? Let's see here. Let's see. I do know that uh, it's Monday... Uh, box office domestic was less than a million in a in a, in a day Yeesh. two like two weeks after release. That's tough. Not even two weeks. That's real tough. Let's see, Madam Web, <clears throat> Madam Web box office mojo is where I get my numbers from, baby. I don't know why I said that like yo know. like a like a brag, you know. So I'd be getting my numbers from bitch. All right, then. All right, man. I trust you. I don't know what you're... I don't know why the numbers would be rigged. I don't know why you're in my face. So fucking step off, man. That's where I get my numbers step from. Step off. If you think I'm lying about my numbers, eat my ass. <laughs> what? If you want to eat our ass, send us an email. It's simple one mailbag at gmail.com. Hit me up. <laughs> After hours. Yeah. Gotta make sure we got this podcast in the can before mm-hmm. we uh, before you eat my can. It's like a glory hole, but except I just put my butt in it and you eat it. Ew. Ew. I wish box office measure would load. That'd be and pretty fucking dope. There's just a picture dope. on top of the stall that looks like me. <laughs> so then I who's asked three. It's like an, if you've seen this man, you know. It's a wanted photo. <laughs> yeah, but it's just you are. That's where you're. It's who's ass you're eating right here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm just tearing up some queso fries. <laughs> so if you've seen this man, just know <laughs> that's what you're getting into right now. Yep. Uh, all right, let's see your old Cassie Webb. This ain't going to make its money back, baby. So domestic, it's sitting at 35.4. International, it's at 42 on the news. Yikes. For a worldwide total of $77 million on a budget of 80 and that again does not include marketing. That was bad. That's not good, for sure. I'll tell you that much. That was real bad. But hopefully, Dune Part Two on the up. Yeah, gas. Apparently, they're looking at a hundred million dollar weekend. <laughs> of course, they are. Which just fucking kills me that like they're oh, gonna sweep the floor. Oh, thank God! You know. <laughs> oh, thank heavens! I do wonder if like. I know that for a while now, the movie industry or the cinema industry 
has like the theaters have been basically floating from block or, uh, yeah from blockbuster to blockbuster mm-hmm. so i i do wonder if there's like a consensus of like oh god thank you god dune oh thank god <laughs> oh you know? thank god or like when madam webb comes out and it's bad or they're like god damn we were really hoping that was the one you know <laughs> fuck we're crying yeah but uh, yeah, so tune in next week for the old uh, old Dune Part Two, the War Mussy, and we'll tell you about the old Austin Butler, who apparently is a star in this. He Ayo. apparently sticks out really well in this. Oh, he's sticking out, and right. not because of his voice, mm. not because of hey, old little mama, no. that traded man. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. That's <laughs> only <laughs> what is it. There's two things in the karate and the Chinese and the king. Yeah, that's called karate, man. There's only two kinds of people in the world that know it. The Chinese and the king. And one of them's me. <laughs> and one of them's me. <laughs> he is potentially the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, right. In the, the in, entirety of China. In that phrasing, he could be the Chinese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> two kinds of people in the world know it. Chinese and the king and I like oh, and I like oh one of me and I like Dewey you're the king and he just fucking comes at him with a throat chopped <laughs> watch out man and I like when he's mumbling Memphis you just Memphis. clearly hear him say Memphis Memphis once I God looked down on all the millions and millions and millions of people man and he said one of these people gotta be a king and he chose from all those millions and millions and millions of people and he named him the king. And that's me. <laughs> like, All right, man. All right. And I love it when Elvis leaves. He just looks at his Dewey, looks at his man, and goes, the fuck was he talking about? <laughs> Dewey Cox is so stupid. Yeah. But it's so good. Anyways, uh, I think that's the end of the episode. Chris Brown, show everybody. Bye. Bye.